everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. For those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org. And welcome to another episode of A Little Something Extra. I am Nancy Gianni, and I am here with my daughter. But Gigi Elgis Playhouse. Oh, okay. And? And Gigi Shadow Franco. (laughs) The big brother's in the house today, and he's sitting on this side now. I actually like having you. I joined the long table. He's joined (laughs) the table. I have. And uh, we are joined today by a very special guest. Um, we are joined by Rob Snow. No. Rob is a uh, stand-up comedian, former stand-up comedian, stand-up comedian, yeah. who has um, kind of built his entire platform around his life of comedy and um, has now kind of brought it out to the downstage of the community and has really kind so of expanded awesome. on um, really just different types of programs that can be offered for individuals with Down syndrome that I think are extremely beneficial. So I say we should probably hand it over to him now. He can tell us a little bit more about himself because no one gives a better bio than the person themselves. That's right. So talk to us, Rob. What's up, brother? What's up, brother, brother? Hey, hey, hey. This is great. I'm so thankful to be a part of this. I love you guys. Uh, I love everything that you do. Nancy and Jeez. Uh just everything. And Franco, oh my gosh. I'm so glad to meet you. Great to I'm meet so you. A part of the table. Franco. I know. And only two. And you're like in the corner. He's in the corner. Like, Nobody puts baby in the corner. Except you guys, Except clearly. Us. You've earned it. You've done something to earn this. That's right. Yes. All right. So, um, yeah. So, you know, and, and former comedian, and that's, that's fairly loose. And I say yeah. that because sometimes people are like, Stand up comedian and everything. People are looking me up like I've never heard of you. Uh, you know, so no, I I started doing stand up back in the late uh, '90s. I graduated from college in '95, and um, so you can all do the math on my age. And, um, <laughs> so I I uh, went out to Chicago um, and just you know did Second City. Uh, and Improv Olympic, and I was doing stand-up, and I gave it three years of my life. So, yeah, stand-up's a really challenging endeavor. Um, oh, my God, I can imagine. You know, a lot of people attempt it. It's it's a very, uh, a, a very just stupid job to do um, <laughs> or try, attempt to do. Uh, you stand up in front of people and make jokes, and they have to immediately laugh. So if you're a musician, you could wait for the pol- – even if you were terrible, you'd still get polite applause at the end, Right. right. Um, no, stand up. You get your. It's brutal. You get it right there. Yeah. Um, so I did that though. I and I did some clubs. I emceed and things like that. Um, and then after three years, I kind of said, "Boy, this is a really long and uh, arduous road yeah. ahead." And I just said, "I could maybe let's check out this real job stuff." And I had a real girlfriend, and uh, <laughs> he had a real job, and so uh, we were getting very serious. I just, you know, it just. I just kind of gave up on it at the time, at, at the, the time, time I gave up on it. So that's the, that's kind of the whole story here, because, you know, if you, if, if for those of you listening, if you have these dreams and everything and all of a sudden you go, Oh, well, I can't do it. And you, you, you know, you go through these feelings of like, 
oh, you're a failure. You, 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 this was your dream and you couldn't do it. Be patient. Be yeah. patient. Some things might come back around uh, as they did for me. So That's so awesome. Absolutely. That is awesome. Well, keep going. I want to hear more of the story. I know. I, was I wasn't say. sure. Wait, when you left, left Chicago, people. I wasn't sure if if he was married. Like I knew that you had been here, but then I'm like, wait, was he married when he kind of stopped doing? So you were getting serious, and you're going, uh oh, I, I got to get a real gig. I did, and I got fired. I was a, a waiter <laughs> at a restaurant of all places called Rock Bottom Brewery. Oh my and god! And when I got exactly fired from Rock Bottom Brewery. <laughs> <laughs> you I, I felt that was very, uh, very coincidental, and uh, I, I, had to walk, I had to walk home because I had no money. Uh, I, I they fired me before my shift, and I oh no, uh, I had no money at all. Even in the bank, I didn't have any money in the bank, and I was like, and I lived up by Wrigley Field, and I so it was like a seven mile walk. Oh my god. <laughs> On a cold, windy... No, it was summer. Um, yeah. it wasn't... <laughs> so I don't want to paint that And it was bad. all uphill and, yeah, that whole day. Climb the Chicago all mountain all the way back yes. to Wrigley. Yeah. Field, right? yeah. So, um, I jo- so I did this walk and it was really one of those kind of like uh, once in a lifetime walks where I was going through every emotion of like, you know, anger and then denial and embarrassment. And then as I kept walking, though, all of a sudden, like understanding, like, yeah, mm. I... I didn't want that job anymore. I was starting to look for real jobs. I was becoming cynical and apathetic towards it. So understanding of why I was fired. And then um, and then all of a sudden kind of the, like appreciation um, for it. Like that's what I wanted. I needed kind of a kick to move into a different, you know, something else that I wanted to do. And, um, and then finally, once you have that, you have acceptance and then elation and you know now I was ready to go so it was really a big moment in my life I have a show that I do called minimize the mountain uh mm-hmm. which I've done for a number of Gigi's playhouses mm-hmm. and yes. openings uh, I just did the latest one in Cincinnati um and I do this show and I talk about this walk literally oh, that I awesome. had at this moment and you know I mean Nancy I'm sure your life has been full of kind of epiphanies and these moments of you know things and um and that's what I had. And but what it did was it took me into getting that real job. And, and then we got married and we had a real house and the real kid came and everything like that. <laughs> and then eight years later, after I stopped doing stand up and improv altogether, about eight or nine years later, uh, my wife, Ellen, um, who started stand up for downs with me, um, we she said, look, I'm done. You know, she'd been in this corporate job for 15 years. And she said, I'm I'm good. I'm done. Uh, figure it out. <laughs> so I, oh, that's a, I said, like, done, done? Or yeah, like, job? I'm done. I'm going to raise my kid. I'm going to be a housewife. I love it. Yep. And um, so, you know, we were living downtown Chicago, and I said, well, I guess if we're, yeah, we can't do that just on my salary now. So I looked at Ohio, where I'm from, the Cleveland area, and I said, you know, they've got half off housing back in Ohio. That's <laughs> yeah, not Chicago. Chicago. Ridiculous. And uh, is, yeah. I was like, let's try that. And then that's when things got crazy. Um, so for eight or nine years, I had not done any stand up. And for some reason, we moved to this small town in Ohio and I start doing stand up again. I literally just had one joke that was just burning a hole in my head. And I, I was like, I got to tell this joke. <laughs> And I can't really say it here on the air. 
but uh, it was it was very funny. I thought, and it was very funny. You could totally funny. say it. I you got to say it. No, I can't. It's just it wouldn't play. It was just. <laughs> Anyway, just, yeah, so um, I have one. So well, you could tell if anybody later. wants to. I want to hear that, Gigi. But um, <laughs> if anybody wants to book me out there, you can hear the full joke. That'll be <laughs> there. You uh, go. Be a little teased. teaser there. That's right. Mm. But uh, so we, so I start getting back into comedy, and I'm just doing like open mics and guest sets, and I've got this very real job and sales and everything, and um, and so I wasn't doing it for any reason other than just kind of a kick. And then nine months after we literally nine months to today, do the math, um, we had Henry uh, after we moved to Medina and didn't know we were going to have a child with with Down syndrome. Um, And, you know, that was life changing, obviously. Of course. But we we picked it up pretty quick. We embraced it almost immediately. Um, We had a pediatrician who was the first one who told us we had never met her before. And she walked into, you know, the hospital room and into our lives for the very first time. And she looked at him that first day because he really had no physical traits mm. common to someone with Down syndrome, um, believe it or not. And so we had no inkling of this. And she looks at him and then she hands him back and she says, I, I'm about 80% sure that your son has Down syndrome. Mm. But then she says, and that is awesome. And then she turns around her laptop and she starts showing us pictures of her daughter. With Down syndrome? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that gives me goosebumps. Oh, I, have goosebumps. Yeah. I know. I was there. <laughs> that is yeah. amazing. Uh, wow. I, I just, Wouldn't that be amazing if everybody got if that? Every pediatrician oh, has like, child down syndrome. I know all the, like, the terrible stories. So many and the, terrible you know, stories. <gasps> yeah. That's, oh, that's awesome, so good Rob. Oh, that's cool. Very cool. So we had her right away. And so she, you know, she was just really helpful and, and has been. She's still our you know, the pediatrician here. And, um, and, and it was just, we just had this sense of like, well, we're not gonna, you know, be upset about this or anything like that. We're, we're going to jump in. Yeah. And we did. And, uh, and then that's when everything kind of started. And I always say like the rest of my life has been a merger of kind of this kind of the comedy and down syndrome and kind of this the merger of these two things. I so. love that. And that, yeah. that's, that. you know, I do have one question. When you were talking about stand-up and you were talking about um, Second City when you were back in Chicago, and and in those days you had you didn't have a child with Down syndrome. And, and I know language right. was a big thing. You know, I remember going to Second City and I remember they, like in my house when we grew up, grandma, like my mom would never let us use the R word. Like that was a word. Oh, we couldn't use great. any slang. Like that was just, we couldn't use any words like that in our house. Saint grandma? Absolutely. Yes, not. never. <laughs> and I remember going to Second City and I remember I was like, oh my gosh, why do they keep saying that? Like it was used a lot. And I don't just mean Second City. I just mean in comedy. Yeah. It was used. I, yeah. didn't, I don't yeah. mean to say anything negative about that. Yeah, comedy at all. in general, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was used and and you know um was that did you was that part of your type of comedy when you were yeah. doing comedy yeah. and then you know how did it change once you know you became a comedian and then also had i mean what not, became a father of a child yeah, with then, down syndrome yeah absolutely nancy it's such a great question because i get this all the time and every now and then you'll start to see posts where you know a comedian used the r word or even kind of worse you know really delved into it deeper and and uh and then there's a huge chain going around and (laughs) inevitably my name will get thrown into the chain like Mm -hmm. i wonder what rob snow thinks about this right you know he's a comedy and uh okay so first off yes i had a joke a particular joke 
Um, I don't remember if I specifically used the R word, but it wouldn't. And I, I only say this as like a, you know, such regret, but this is how it was, yeah. you know, unfortunately. And I, I, so I don't remember if I specifically used the R word, but I literally had a joke about people with special needs. I am quite certain that the the poster child of that joke was Down syndrome, mm. you know, yeah. and. And when we had Henry, I literally sat in, you know, in the hospital room with Ellen and we were going, you know, back and forth, like on why we had a child with Down syndrome. Well, of course it was because of my joke. And she goes, oh. no, no, no. Oh I had, gosh. remember I had those drinks after we, oh my know, goodness. After, oh my gosh. didn't know, like we had these, just the most ridiculous reasons when you're just so. Blindsided. You know, Blind yeah. Yeah. And I, so, so I had that regret now. You know, I can be, <laughs> I can be chastised as much as anybody wants to chastise before having that joke, and I, I'm certainly willing to accept it because I, I know more. You don't need to tell me right how much regret I have for that joke. Totally. You know, yeah. Um, so if if we play this, you know, and air this, and somebody goes, I can't believe you. Fine, give it to me. Yeah, I've already given it to myself. Totally, one hundred percent. You have to have that. You know, you have to have people like that who who realize that. The mistakes of the past and you know because nobody's perfect except your your mom obviously or your grandma who, who <laughs> to say that grandma. <laughs> i just didn't know it it's so stupid and i you know so so great i've lived now my life to try to eradicate that word and That's awesome. you know since yeah. then so and we we had um with tom segura when well, that was know, a that big was, thing that we went yeah that was the one that was that was a big yeah. one well and it was yeah. also the mom yeah do you? Yeah. Did you ever talk to him? We did. We went to, um, we met with him and his um, agent. Yeah. We went to like, LA and we met um, it was out like us, there. And Tom special, Segura, his, and then, and then Shriver. Uh, from one Special of the, Olympics. One of their sons with us. Yeah, the Shrivers. With us. And we were kind of talking about it with him. And I remember, because I was there too, because I was like kind of providing yeah. that similar perspective, because I just love stand up comedy and I just love comedy in general. I always go to like a lot of shows, like you say, Second City and stuff. I live right next to the one on North Avenue. So I'm always oh around. Um, around comedy and love, love going to it. But so I was talking to him trying to be like that, that opinion that's coming from a sibling that has, um, or coming from a sibling that has, you know, a sibling with special needs, but also trying to also be like, I also understand comedy and I understand like, kind of like, I understand that there is a Where lot of fine lines from. and like what yes. you're trying to do. And it's just like, and he was trying to like back himself up a little bit. He's like, I'm not necessarily trying to like, go in on anyone like with special needs or anything like that. It was like, it's just a joke. And I'm like, and I remember telling him, I'm like, at this point now, like, I totally understand that. I get it. And you're regretful and all that. And that's, that's great. But also at the same time, it's all now about like setting a standard for what's next. Because I mean, Tom Segura is like one of those like top. He was up and coming now. a lot. I mean, he was really time. up and coming. And now yeah. he's like kind of right up there as like one of the top comedians yeah. and like, you know, setting that standard for what is and what isn't acceptable and then how you react to it. Yep. Um, and you know what your response is and you know apology or whatever and I think it I was, think he stepped up I it, thought he did a pretty decent job he like took like the Gen G pledge he took pictures and posted on social media so but at the same time oh, wow. it's like how like you have to just like I think the big thing with society now too is like people are regretful and they want to try to move past things you yeah. can't necessarily just hold it against them forever absolutely like yeah there were the, well the problem was we we felt pretty good he took the Gen G pledge let's spread that acceptance and you can tell he had kids I said if you were to see Gigi you know walking down the street would you would you knock her down of course you yeah. wouldn't would you walk up to her face and say that word no and he was yeah. he he was literally I I can he he was like 
I would never hurt her. I said, but you did. But you did. Yeah. And you hurt him, my son. Yeah. And you hurt my daughter. And you hurt me. You know, that, yeah. that is what you did. Maybe, you know, Powerful. think about that when, you know, when you walk up to somebody like that, would you do that to their face? And he, I really felt like he got it. But other groups were looking for him to take it down, to do so much more. So, you know, we didn't even really get to talk yeah. too much about it because other people wanted things that were unrealistic. You're, it, once it's on the internet, it's out there. It's not going away. So just let the person be apologetic and go, I get it. And you know what? I will tell others. And thank you, God, for that. that. That's all we ask. You know what I mean? It's, uh, every single one of us makes mistakes every single day. Mm -hmm. But it, as long as we own up to them and we want to be better, I think that's the case. And I know in that next, yeah. he did that next. We were so afraid when he went back on and people were like, are you going to be addressing that? And, and he didn't. I mean, he addressed that he got in trouble, but he didn't, you know, he didn't make it. He didn't make fun of the Down syndrome community or yeah. anybody else, which I think was great. And um, But it was just it was just so interesting that he didn't, the way he saw the word after the fact, when he heard it out of her mouth and then out of a fan. That's the reason we brought the siblings with. These are your fans. This is your yeah. demographic. They're not laughing. They're hurt. Like, you yeah. can't continue to do that. Like, it was great. I really felt like it was a great thing. So let's get off of that. Sorry. Yeah, but I'm curious because you said you kind of got, like, t pulled into that a little bit too. Like, what was, where were you um, with that whole thing? It's It's challenging because, you know, I've always been on the side of, you know, you, we all have this freedom, freedom of expression, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can, we can say anything we want. But that gets so especially nowadays with the with the money. concept of political correctness. And, and I'm very much on the side of, um, you know, of course, you can say anything that you want. But don't you also Knock have repercussions? People down. Yeah. yeah, there's repercussions for what you say. You know, exactly. like, like, yeah, it's the whole and we've known that because the, the whole analogy is, you can say anything you want in this world. And that's, by the way, that's not specific to America. You yep. can say anything you want in maybe bad timing to say this, but in Russia, in China, yep. in anywhere you want. But there's repercussions to anything. Mm -hmm. It's just like they, the analogy was always like, well, you, you know, you can't really yell fire in a movie theater. Well, yeah, you can. Yeah. Um, and, and then you'll get arrested for it or whatever. And, you know, and so Tom Segura's fine to say those words. Um, and then you held him accountable and yeah. so many other people did. Yeah. It was great. And that's a great thing. Yeah. So Me sorry, you know, and that's where I always go to this, you know, political correct argument. Maybe we're sidetracking here, but, um, I always go to this, like, you know, it, it, we're not telling people you can't say things, but you know, we're asking people to have some, some decency yes. and understanding. And, and so people will go, well, yeah, with political correctness, like, I know I can't say the N word and I know I can't say the. Most people would say, I know I can't say the R word, but boy, there's these other things. So yeah, that's just it. You're going to be tripping on, on a few things. I look at some things and I go, oh, okay, that's going a little far. Yeah. We all do that. Right. But at the same time, I would rather err on the side of decency over anything else. 100%. And that's what you guys do. That's why I think what you guys do is so amazing because it's, it's <laughs> so fun, but it's also clean, awesome fun, but it's funnier yeah, than yeah. it's it's awesome. Yeah. It's so awesome. It just plays so well. Yeah. So tell yeah. us again. So now here you have okay. your son and this is going on and 
you guys are blaming each other. Like that, it's so funny that you say she right. had a drink or we had one mom who thought it was because she drank Diet Coke during her pregnancy. Like she didn't oh, even yeah. know what it was from. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you right away it, think it, that you did this. Not, it had nothing to do with any of us. It was it was how that how that broke apart and that's just the way it was. So there's, you know, it's so funny that we all kind of do that blame thing and, and try to figure yeah. it out, but there's nothing to figure out. God gave us this incredible gift yeah. and Once it's what we do that with that. Out, yeah. Yes. Acceptance, yes. and then you go. Okay, all right. This is great. Yes, and um, yeah. In in my in my bigger show, I talk about that full that full circle of acceptance and like how that all happened, and it was just it is such an amazing kind of moment. But yeah, anyway. So so the rest of my story is so we I we jumped in. She got big into advocacy, you know, partners in policy and things like that. I I joined our local board, but then a few years went by, and I was like, wait, oh, you know, I really kind of want to do more. And, but what can we do? You know, what is our strength? And I had been producing some comedy and things like that. I said, well, maybe we can do that. Maybe we can just raise money and use comedy to do that. And so she was like, stand up for downs. I was like, great. Great name. That's an awesome name. <laughs> and uh, well, our first one was Hilarity for Charity. And then we found, and then Seth Rogen took that. Oh, that's so he, awesome. I know. And he stole it from us. But oh, anyway, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we hadn't trademarked anything, but yeah. all of it, we, we bought all this stuff and it says stand up for downs, but then the tagline is hilarity for charity. So we have like countless envelopes with like hilarity for charity oh. on it. But anyway, so uh, we did stand up for downs. We uh, put that together. Sole purpose was more to be a foundation, uh, really just to raise money. Uh, you know, we've contributed to, to GGs and we've contributed awesome. to all these different organizations. And what it did for us was it helped us you know, we raised in like four or five years, like almost half a million dollars. And then we got to just kick awesome. it out because yeah. we had no overhead on it or expenses other right. than when we do an event, we had expenses, but yeah. you know, nobody, no, no staff or anything. So we got to write these fun checks and everything. And so awesome. it kind of gave us, I always like to say, it gave us like courtside seats to the Down Syndrome community where, you know, people like Nancy Gianni and everybody else, like you're working in, you're doing these things, you know, but we were kind of on these courtside seats being able to watch yeah, and just be involved and, um, and invited, you know, and, um, and this is where I kind of say, you know, when we, when we put these things together, these charities, like you did, Nance, and, um, you know, there's a selfish motive to it. And um, it, it's, you know, we, we think this word selfish is so, is bad. But what, what I mean by that when I say selfish is I we put this together so we could do the best for our son totally. and we could stay in the know on everything Down syndrome related. And I would imagine you did the same. 100%. Um, and, yeah. And, and, and yes, it helps many, many people along the way. But focus is always, you know, right there across the table from you and you know, um, you know, my son as well. And, and I think that's the beauty of charities and nonprofits, that that's how they mostly come together because that passion and heart are there. Totally. So we, so we did that. We did that for about five years and it was mostly just events and things like that. And, um, and then, you know, that's hard to do just, just event after event. After a event. lot. Yeah. Um, as you, as your playhouse yeah. is no wall. Um, so it is it's hard to do and um you know going back to the to the well and things and so i was up in detroit visiting a friend and his wife and you know i, I love the wife the friend has been a long time college buddy and everything like that and he and i would stay up late and 
have drinks and talk. And then he'd go to work in the morning. And in the morning, I'd, I'd hang out with his wife, wife and <laughs> just talk. And she was awesome. She did impro- improvisation and things. Uh-huh. And um, and at this time, she had two little girls under the age of three. And then she had three more on the way. Oh, my gosh. So oh, my God. Oh. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, I always laugh because my friend never really wanted kids and, uh, <laughs> and you're six <laughs> yeah and so uh well here's five girls under the age of five. Oh my uh, gosh oh. so i i said what would you be doing now if you didn't if you weren't doing this for the rest of your life <laughs> and she goes uh i always wanted to teach improvisation to people with special needs what and i go why why is that yeah which i just think like why wouldn't i have picked up on that immediately but I go, why is that? And she goes, oh, my God, imagine the possibilities. And I was so like, true. oh, my gosh. Like, oh, why did I studied at improv? I've studied at Second City. I studied at Improv Olympic and the Annoyance Theater, like all these meccas of, of improv. Ooh, you know, yeah. I, I worked at Second City and watched Tina Fey every night. She worked there at the time and Rachel Dratch and her I'm going, how did I not think of this? That's so awesome. And. And it hit me and I said, okay. And we talked more about it. And I said, okay, I'm obviously going to steal your idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got to have babies anyway. You know, you're not going to have time for yeah, this. You are not doing anything. She goes, oh my God, you have my blessing, please. So and I drove cool. home from Detroit. It was like three hours. I never turned on the radio once. And I just, it was like, just this music in my mind. Of, totally. Of this idea. And I thought, oh my God, we could, you could increase so many skills. And I thought, you know, um, problem solving and quick thinking and creative thinking and voice projection and eye contact and uh, character development and attention to detail, focus, teamwork, like all these. Plus, how about a pretty nice dose of self, self-confidence? Absolutely. Yep. No, I mean, like all of this and I just, okay, how do we do it? How do we get it going? And we just did. And um, gosh, this is so great. I'm talking to you guys because it was Gigi's Cleveland was the first place that I thought of, I go, well, for God's sakes, you have a stage built in, right? You know, yes, this This is just all about Gigi's. And so, you know, we called up Liz down there and uh, he was like, yeah. So we started all of our programming there and, and we did it. Like we just kind of threw games at them and to see what stuck. And, um, and then things started to stick and just to keep going, sorry, uh, you can edit however you like, but, (laughs) <laughs> um, the best, the, the, when we really knew something was big, uh, was, uh, we were working, you know, in Cleveland, we were just doing them once a month and it was like a, an hour and a half workshop every, every Saturday, once a month or once every, anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, so every, and, and maybe for four months had gone by and there was a young man there, um, who had a dual diagnosis of autism and down syndrome and. I was in an airport and Liz, the site coordinator in Cleveland, calls me up and she goes, hey, I got to tell you this story. I was just over at this person's house. And now he only used maybe a couple words during when we, whenever we'd have this. He was such a sweet young man, but he would really only use a couple words. And 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 that would be it. But he just really enjoyed doing this. And he, he and, you know, and that's how it went. But she calls me up. She goes, I was just at this person's house and um, he came up to me. He gave me this huge hug. He couldn't stop telling me how he wants to be an actor. He was talking to me like crazy. 
He's got his certificate, his improv and ear certificate. Oh, that's awesome. And he's like, and he's like, you know, uh, his name was Tony. And he says, Tony wants to be actor. Tony wants to be on Broadway. Tony wants like all these oh, things. That's awesome. And and the parents came up and Liz says, what is, go- what is up with Tony? And they go, that class. That's They go, awesome. that class. And he goes, he hasn't stopped talking since he started taking these classes. That's and awesome. I am a puddle. Yeah, of course. The- yeah. I believe it. Yeah. yeah. In the corner, just like, right? oh my God, what? Yes. This works. This actually works. Yeah. Totally. And then, um, you know, which I assumed it would, I guess, but my God, you know, to hear that. And then, um, and I said, okay, we got to, we got to ramp this up. Let's do this once a week. And then we found a theater space, you know, it just wasn't, we weren't able to do it, you know, once a week there. We just found another theater space. And, and then that's how it started. And that's how we got Nick and everybody else. We auditioned. Mm-hmm. These guys right behind me, um, we auditioned it. the world's first all Down syndrome improv troupe. And... That is so beyond cool. Well, the two things you said that I love, just because obviously you're an entrepreneur spirit, like you, you when you yeah. said you were got in the car for three hours, you didn't drive. Those are my favorite drives when your ideas like come into action. Like, I can't even imagine. And, and someday, I, I know you've shared it. I've never really heard it, but I can't even imagine the story that you would tell about that that day oh. that you got this idea. Yes, it's so cool. So hearing you say that like gave me goosebumps everywhere because that's yeah. how it starts. Mm-hmm. But it's it's getting the idea and then putting it together and the excitement of putting it together and what it's going to take and then calling people because you need this, this, this and watching everybody jump in and make it happen. It's yeah. just, it's just, such, it, and it happens, it just, you know, I was just at the Long Island Playhouse this, this weekend and just watching how their whole community jumps in. Just, this is how change happens when, when we yeah. put something out there that people can, can jump on, you know, and I, I so love that story. Well, and it's so funny too, because like when I originally um, heard of you and what you created with the Impermineers and then also with Stand Up for Downs, I was like, this is just freaking genius. I mean, like, because I, I know, because I've interacted with so many adults with, with Down Syndrome because I, you know, work at our storefront. I worked at our storefront here and just been around it for, for so years, long. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it's so crazy because once you just kind of instill that confidence and then also just allow the so, that's the social skills to kind of get those wheels in motion, it just really They're takes hilarious. off. Right. And it really takes off. And they have and, – and, and really I feel like what works so well with the improv too is that they're – they don't really hold back. Like there's so when it comes to don't being stop. able to come back, come out with just be quick with just throwing stuff out there that's really funny. Like Gigi is hysterical when it comes because based purely off that, yeah. she just doesn't like she just is not afraid to throw something out there, and it usually sticks. And and so when I saw that you were doing these improv classes and teaching that, I'm like, and all those different skill sets that you say that come with doing improv, I'm like that is essentially the most important skills that individuals with Down syndrome 100%. and individuals with disabilities can really develop when it comes well, to just yeah. allowing yourself to really go forward and be able to, you know, get a job and being able to just be part of society and being able to have a bunch of friends and being able to just socialize. Socialize is huge. Yeah. The improv is, I mean, it's all a ruse, really. It's um, <laughs> because the, the, the whole point of this is to... Um, you, the, the, our mission statement is we're going to use improvisation to, to build skills that will greatly increase social workplace and lifetime opportunities for those with developmental disabilities. So the ruse is improv because, yeah. you know, that's, yes, that's how we achieve it. But it's a ruse in the sense of like, it's super fun. Totally. It's funny. 
we can get them in, you know, without them knowing what we're actually doing, which is building schools. <laughs> right. You know, because exactly. like, they're having so much fun. I mean, that that's the premise behind every. Yes, that's how our programming. Wait that's what you Did do. He just teach me something. Yeah. How'd that happen? He trapped me. <laughs> I've been doing yeah. life lessons. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I remember watching, you know, therapy with Henry when he was young, like physical therapy. And I and I remember just sitting in the room going, they're just playing with toys. Yeah, right. They just, they're getting him. The genius here is they're getting him to think that he's just playing. Mm -hmm. But meanwhile, what they're doing is teaching him how to build a structure and balance it and, you know, use those skills. Like it's totally that's the same concept here. And really, but the jobs piece is the biggest, uh, you know, benefit to this is really what our go ultimate goal is, and I was just on a call earlier with, with, with the National uh, Down Syndrome Organization, and, I, and we were talking about this piece, and I said, you know, the, all I wanna do is create the most um, ability-fitting jobs for each individual. You know, I, unfortunately, I used to kind of say, well, I want better jobs, you know, because yeah. you'd go and you, you know, you'd see somebody just like stacking shelves or sorting things. and. And then you realize, well, those can be great jobs. You right. know, it just depends the how right the person. individual the person. Yeah. takes to that job. And Nick is a really a great story because he was kind of doing that. You know, he worked at a grocery store for like 11 years and they didn't even really bring him up front where like things like bagging or greeting would have been much better for oh, Nick. Oh, yeah, totally. For sure. People, people so faithing. full of personality. Yeah, and they had him in the back and, you know, um, and he just didn't like it at all. And so the job didn't fit his abilities. Mm -hmm. And you have enough, you know, CEOs out there uh, who are, you know, kind-hearted individuals and really see the need. And they go, yes, I want to bring individuals with developmental disabilities into our company. I want to do that. But then, and, but then it kind of stops there if we're, if we're not good on our end, because then they could get pigeonholed and go, because I have this job where they could just sort things over there. Right. And they've never taken the time, and this generalization, of course, but to to get to know that individual and go wait a minute maybe this person could do more much yes you know? yes yeah oh, without a doubt and so we had we actually had a case study after all this and you know we measured this program very um it, it's very it's, it's a very kind of big process of how we measure this program we mm -hmm. have a, uh, a statistical analysis to it where we actually give rankings or scores to them on each of these skill sets at the beginning totally. and at the end of the program. Yeah. But then we have surveys with parents and caregivers and the individuals participating in organizations. But then we have case studies. And one case studies, we had this young woman who um, just the most amazing personality and um, Teresa and she, but you know, not great articulation. So you couldn't really understand Teresa very well, but she just was so amazing. She's just this, light that walks into a room and bursts it open and and she got a job at chick-fil-a and originally they put her kind of in the back room you know so you know the prepping food yeah. and cleaning dish and the manager to his credit just started noticing her attitude you know going from this vivacious super energy super you know charismatic person to just shoulders slumped unhappy you know constantly and her dad would say she was unhappy and things and then and her mom would and and then and then finally the manager was like hey Teresa why don't you go bust some tables out there and then almost immediately as she did that he looks up and hears laughter and then he's worried because he's <laughs> right. thinking the world yeah 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 
you know, and then he sees her laughing in this table and then they're hugging, you know, and he goes, oh, my God. Yes. What have I done? And now she's a greeter. She refills drinks. She busts the table. But it's all customer facing, you know. Absolutely. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. That's an awesome story. And that's yeah. that's the way it should be. Exactly. And right. I mean, that's how some, I see it. Yes, yeah, some people do better in different areas, but there's many, many of like our kids that Anyone belong. in this world, regardless of a diagnosis. Yeah, exactly. Does, it's just kind of who you are. Okay, Gigi, right. I see you. Gigi's pointing at her questions. She wants to ask. Gigi, I haven't had a good chance to talk to you. I'm I know. Sorry. She's like, I she know. keeps looking at me, and, and I know she's doing her purpose, her, her yawn on purpose, where... Oh, oh yeah, to let me it know. Just like, so you can hear it. Yeah, just, like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah, watching. I, I saw well. you. <laughs> I know it well. I say let's rip through all of them. Okay. Gigi right. has a bunch of questions lined up that right. she wrote up, so I want. Good I luck editing that. this one. Yeah. <laughs> How old is your kids? So right behind me here, we've got up there. Uh, we've got Henry uh, is my young man with Down syndrome. He's he'll be thirteen. Oh my gosh, this weekend. Wow, wow. this weekend. Uh, Happy birthday, time Henry. Goes, time goes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it does. And then Charlie is a junior in high school, and he's 17. Wow. Awesome. He's looking to go into film school. So. Oh, very cool. Cool. Well, he'll be yeah. greatest on our editing. Have any film projects uh, for a, a young man who wants to put something on his reel, let us know. Oh, that's awesome. Has Henry been getting interested in, uh, in stand-up and, and improv at all? It's 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 an interesting case, you know. Like he's so into it, he loves it. Yeah. And then I'm like, all right, well, we're going to improv tonight. Are you going to come with us? Come with me. Now these are, you know, this is like Nick and his group, yeah. all the yeah. older older individuals, and and he'll just be like no, and then or let's play an improv game. Oh, yeah. Right. All you talk about is improv. That's but fine. I think by this osmosis in our house, it just kind of happens. Like yeah. we yeah. game naturally play around the table that. He does improv and he was a part of like this was a big show that we did over my other shoulder oh, and he was a part of that show so he got to be a part of it yeah he yeah awesome it. that's great Sorry, okay, what do you love most about henry and charlie oh my gosh well charlie i don't like that much but henry <laughs> <laughs> we'll make sure not to show this child uh, <laughs> oh man that's such a Great question, Gigi, and so impossible to answer. But I just, I love that they're different, um, but the same. I, I love them as a pair of siblings, and oh. you two can relate, uh, Franco and uh, Gigi. But it's, they're so close. And, you know, what what they've done for each other is just so beautiful. Um, and Charlie is um, just incredibly sensitive, you know, oh. in the best, in a good way. You totally. know, I mean, he. He's so aware of other people and, um, you know, if somebody's being bullied or something like that, um, he, he goes and, conf you know, either conf confronts or comforts, um, that individual awesome. and things. And it's just been all of his life. And I, yes, I'd love to think that that's because we had Henry, but, you know, and perhaps it is, and I don't care either way, but that's what he's become. And then Henry, you know, just looks up to him so much, um, but they look they look up to each other in such an incredible way and that's, that's that great. relationship is really one that i love i mean siblings don't always act like that mm -mm. Um, right. with each other you know and uh there's a lot of fighting and i'm not saying there isn't fighting between them but there's just so much ridiculous love that's there awesome. that's just so sweet to 
watch. Yeah, that's, we get that too. I get that. There's yes, fighting, it, it but there's love. the territory I live in. There is yep. fight. Not, <laughs> there's always fighting. I'm not going to sugarcoat too much. But, yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What is, your, what is your favorite part about stand-up comedy? Oh, I mean, you know, I'll say kind of the truism is that you just get to make people laugh. And that's a, there's a lot of fun to that. Um, it's a lot of hard work. Uh, so you can look back on the if you're decent enough at it, you can look back on the work that you did and go, wow, that was that's really that's something. It took me a long time to get there to really appreciate how hard that was to do it, how hard it is to get on stage and actually come up with five minutes or 10 minutes. And you know, comics who, who do it, you know, goes back to the Segura conversation. It, it's hard. So when, totally. the, when people come up with things, they think it's very funny to them and they see something there and it might not come across the right way mm -hmm. um, on stage, but you got to admire the work and in the effort. Um, and I think that's really, you know, even beyond just making people laugh, which is obvious, you know, that's really great to do. Um, I think the the appreciation of the hard work of it and the fact that you really are doing something that puts yourself out there in a very vulnerable way. Totally. Oh like that in itself takes courage, like to to write oh, it and then have God. to stand up there in front of strangers. It's not like you're like, you know, with your family who you know yeah, yeah. they're gonna, kinda have to like right, you know, they're be gonna nice. they're gonna well, giggle and, a little. But. Think of the build to that. You know, yeah. the, the build to that. There's a great special by Adam Sandler. On um, oh, on Netflix, and it shows his build of every joke, even oh. at, at his level. Wow! It shows him doing it at a you know a, some open mic down the road, mm -hmm. and then he'll he'll do the same joke at a comedy club, and then it's a small theater, and then it's a the big you know, stage, a, an auditorium, or a, you know, wow, a, a, you know, yeah. It's really cool to watch how jokes get built, and awesome. um, they don't start very well, yeah, yeah. at all. That's crazy. Bad. And it's, I'm uh, sure it also. You don't even think about that. And you really don't give the credit. Like, you know, you just kind of think that they're funny people. You know what I mean? Yeah, and that they can get up there and do that. But I never even realized, you know, with somebody like at that level that they're, they're still, you know, not sure if it's going to be funny and still, you know, trying it out yeah. here, trying it out here. That's really cool. Wow. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Because you just yeah, look at absolutely. it as like they can get up there and do anything because they're funny. Just but, do it. It's like when I look at musicians mm -hmm. and performers and things, I go, you know, I, I almost kind of go, <laughs> I, well, I always think about this with magic um, where I, you know, I, I'm just not into magic and then I'll watch magic and then I'll go. And I, this is why I think I'm not into it. Cause I, I think I know it's a trick. I think I know it's a trick, <laughs> except it's so amazing that my brain can't even get around right. how amazing that is. Yeah. And I, so I just go, eh, huh. it's good. Yeah. And meanwhile, there's a possibility that, that something Magical just happened. Magical is happening. And we should be, after we see good magic, we should be like, oh my God. Oh, we should be on our feet, like going, what is happening? Yeah. But we don't. We just go, that's no, great. Like, nice. Yeah. He fooled us. Yeah. That yeah. Good. That's it. Uh, that was good. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, Jeech. Go ahead. Sorry. Funny. Proceed. <laughs> Who is your favorite comedian? Oh, uh, okay. So hard question, of course. Uh, I've always loved Brian Regan. If you ever knew Brian Regan, uh, he's absolutely really amazing. Funny. He's kind of every mm -hmm. comic's favorite too. He's 100% mm -hmm. clean. That's the whole kind wow. of stick with him. He's 100% clean, but he just tells a story and a joke. Huh. He crafts a joke and a way of doing it that is just so mm -hmm. phenomenal. Yeah. 
Um, I like a guy named uh, Nate Bargatze right now. He's an incredible storyteller. Um, I think, though, you know, I could keep going on. Chris yeah. Rock was all awesome. Of course. Just, geez, oh, yeah. Betty Murphy. Oh, Eddie Murphy. Back in the day. <laughs> Back in the day. Really funny. Just so many. Okay, <laughs> go ahead, Peach. Do you know any funny jokes? Are you going to put him on the spot like that? <laughs> nope. Not a one. Doesn't know a <laughs> no, I'm going to tell you one, though, because I saw that question on your prep. Uh, and I'm going to tell you one. And, and I should just... No, I'm not going to because if I just told it, it would just it would just die on the vine so bad. But I made this joke up because I'm not, you know, if you watch comedians, you know, there's not too many of them except for like, you know, I don't know, ben, Henny Youngman or whatever that just tell jokes. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah, it's all story based. Story, story, and I'm a storyteller and all that. But um, I did make up a joke and it was, um, what do you... <laughs> <laughs> He's cracking it's so himself bad. up. <laughs> it's so bad, though. Uh, it's what do you call fake noodles, Gigi? What do you call fake noodles? Um, I don't know. Impasta. <laughs> Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. So, I'm here till Thursday. Try the veal. We'll make sure to have the laugh track to that one. Will never work. I have one. It's because, and I figured this out. This is why you, you, you dissect jokes, right? Yeah. You go, okay, that could be a joke in a joke book. But it'll never get a laugh because the reason is um, because the people who would laugh at that joke, typically like little kids, right, don't under, don't know what the word imposter means. Right. Yeah. Right? So the <laughs> joke falls flat. It, would, right. it wouldn't make any sense. And then once you do know what the word imposter means, you don't laugh at jokes like that. Brutal. <laughs> 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 it's the only joke I've ever made up. And uh, I, I think I have one that kind of I – mean, that goes through all the ages. So I'd well, like I, to just I, try it. Can I try mine and then you could have yours? Okay. 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 Oh, gosh. Why was Tigger staring in the toilet? I don't know. Why? He was looking for poo. <laughs> <laughs> you, can, you cannot laugh to that. I'm laughing about the fact that I think Gigi, that's the only joke that you got to be laughing. Uh, it is the I'm only joke. She, oh, she's trying not to laugh at me. Okay, fine. You're, you're going to do the, I know what you're going to do. That one's not a funny joke. It's fine. Okay. Bodily, bodily things and outcomes are always and funny. Pooping and tooting and everything <laughs> are big in my world of teaching improv, the improvenier method. Um, always a hit. Yes. See, I bet I that joke a class would... last night, and almost every every one <laughs> that we went through this line where we teach a, it's a game called Yes and where mm -hmm. we just keep a story going, and they have to say yes and. Mm -hmm. The ghost came out. Yes, and the ghost was wearing a, you know, whatever. And everyone involved, like, like tooting and poop. And <laughs> and, yeah. It was funny. Sounds like my house. That's that's pretty yeah, much right. what happens over there too. Okay, right. are you done? Can we get on no, to the next? I have a joke. Okay, what's your joke? Knock knock. Oh gosh. Oh, there Who's there? Wooden shoe. Who? Wooden shoe. Wooden shoe. Who? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to hear another joke? Oh, there you go. Oh, I love it. There that was go. pretty good. That, that was, was okay. Perfect. Fine, I'll take well that. Well executed. One. I know Gigi's All right, joke finish book up. That she yeah, has we got to get Nick. The Come on. If we have one more, oh, if we have one message to the world, what will it be and why? There you go. Oh, that's new. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that was that was the question that I saw in prep that I was like. I should have looked at this much sooner. sooner. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 I just love authenticity. I just do. I think if we can you know, just be authentic, be yourself, 
find what you love and, and do it. Um, it may pay the bills. Somebody said this to me the other night. If your passion and hard work are there, then the money will most likely follow if that's what you need. Um, but, you know, I, I just think you need that. You need to find that passion um, and, and do something with it. Act on it, you know? Oh, yeah. That's my message to the world. Your truest self. I love sure. it. I love that. Yeah. And I love the way you find it. Like just the different ways that I've been listening to you. I get to know you in a totally different way today. And I kind of understanding yeah, it all yeah. now. Because yeah. I really did, you know, like I met you at a, a playhouse opening, you know, the first, like, right. and, and then I heard about this stuff and, and like it was, we were never able to connect, but you were, the improv, improv played at different GD's Playhouse things. You were at our national conference. Like I've been around it, but I didn't really know the detailed story of it. I didn't know you well enough and, and the background story of it all. To I'm see surprised, how, Nancy, because every time I see you, you know, you're just sitting by yourself in a corner somewhere. <laughs> no one's talking to you. Totally. Nothing, nothing that you have to do. Um, so I'm surprised we haven't talked more. Yeah. <laughs> I love it though. I'm glad that we had this. This was this was great, and I'm glad that Franco was able to to hook this up because this is how we find out about all this stuff. But this, I so believe, and you know, like everything at Gigi's is purposeful and progressive. Always trying yeah. to get everybody, you know, get yeah. people ready for their next phase in life, whatever's coming next. Whether that that's you know an infant learning speech and getting ready for learning to engage in circle time and LMNOP so that yeah. they're ready for preschool or an adult learning career skills, whatever it is, purposeful and progressive. And that's what I love about this program because yeah. it's it's teaching people the skills that they need in life. Obviously, great Absolutely. if they can get a job, but it's also to make friends. You know, mm -hmm. that's what I always said oh. with our teen programs. I'm always like, get a microphone, do an open mic night. Oh, And everyone tell a joke. And if you don't have joke, jokes, let's just have a hat and pull a joke out and get them to use that microphone. Get them to stand up yeah. there and do something. I, yeah. I, I think you, it's so important. What do you important. do when you're with your friends? You you tell jokes and you laugh and you yes. have fun. And when you leave, you go, oh my God, I had so much fun tonight. Um, it wasn't because you got with your friends and you, you were just reading books. It was yeah. because you were goofing around and really having fun and funny moments happen. And so the connection, like you said, is just such a huge part of this. Huge. Mm -hmm. I love what you do. I, I think, think it's I think it's really amazing. We have to be. Oh, I'm sorry, Gigi. She's doing her tips. It's it's later. okay. So um, I bring Nick in. We have to do more with it. And there's okay, there's gotcha. you know you we we need to. So we have your website. We've got everything for people who would want to book um, the Improvineers, and yeah. you too. Yeah. So I've done you know I've done my show. It's called Minimize the Mountain. I, I think it's terrific. Um, <laughs> I recommend it to everybody. <laughs> I, I think in your brouhaha's and your galas and everything like that, it really, I think it hits home well. Awesome. Um, yes, this is a plug for myself, but I do love doing them for Gigi's Playhouses because it is comedy, yes, um, but there's a big message there. And I think for those in attendance that are there just supporting the playhouses, you know, that's really the message because otherwise I'm speaking to the choir, you know, I mean, right. a, a parent who have a child with Down syndrome. But when I go to these galas, you know, you really and your donors, you're really getting. You want the message to come through to them about one hundred percent this is and how much it means to us as parents. Yeah. And so I think it's been a great show for that. Hopefully, the uh, playhouses listening that have had me agree. Um, 
And then we brought the proveniers to perform at, at many of these different Love events. It. And so that's an option. And then hopefully we'll be working with you guys uh, on the Improvenir method and finding a way really to get it into the playhouse. And to scale it I out there. I would love to you be able to figure that out. I know. Well, that. that's something we got to, we definitely have to jump back on yeah. for on that again. Mm -hmm. And and you said something when you were just talking about that. Maybe you said, you know, the most of the parents know. But, but this is showing the parents that, you know, like, yes, they know. Some of them know. But many don't understand that maybe they don't have um, – Maybe they're not as verbal as they could be, but they have a lot to say and a lot of different ways to show it. And I think that's what you're yeah. showing people. You know, it, yeah. you said it's for the donors, but I think other parents can see the value then and like, wait a minute, he, oh, could, yeah. he would be able to when do you that. You bring the improvineers to, yeah. to, to perform. That's that that part is is for the – because that's the other thing. You change perception. Totally. You know, the yep. goal of our program is really if we, if we can do this. And I remember when we did this show right here, um, in July of 2019, and it was two, two sold-out crowds of 300 so people each. The perception, like, people walked out, and they, you know, we know this in the Down Syndrome community, but people who didn't know went, I had no idea. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that was, like, the greatest kind of compliment that we could get. You know, you wish that they had that idea before they went to that show. But, again, you're well, changing, changing those perceptions. Yep. And then you yeah. spread that word. I think it's awesome. I know we have uh, – is Nick on? Uh, Nick is, okay. yeah. Um, I wasn't sure if you wanted to go into the something extra piece first. Oh, we didn't get his something extra. That's right. We should do that now because okay. – Yeah, because I want to ask Nick his yes. in there too. Okay, so as you know, our show is called A Little Something Extra. So for you, what do you think is your something extra? It's been the comedy. I mean, totally. it just has. I mean, <laughs> I think through my life uh, I, I wanted to give some deeper, deeper thing here, but – I think it, it is, and I, you know, un, until Henry was born, I guess that I didn't realize, and this goes back, to, I didn't, you know, <clears throat> I gave up on comedy, right? And it had been such a big part of my life where it was just like class clown stuff, you know? But that's the thing, you get known as being the funny guy and you really like that, and then through college and high school, and then taking those classes and then actually putting it to practice. And then when I, when it didn't work out, there was that feeling of like loss and like, oh man, that's been the number one thing in my life. And then how it just kind of coincidentally totally. came around. I don't know if you could see over my head. It says, if you're waiting for a sign, this, this is, is it. it. That's awesome. Um, it's, that's, you know, we're going to find these signs. And, and again, it's important when you get these signs in life to act on them, you know, um, yes. you know believe in them and, and think about them for a while because you do get them those major coincidences, those crazy connections that happen. And so it came back around. And so comedy has been kind of this, you know, thing throughout this thread throughout my life that um, it's helped me in so many ways, you know, not just, not just in this community, but it's helped in selling, Everywhere. you know. And now you're sharing that gift. I mean, I think that's, so that's probably yeah. as big yeah. as something extra is that you're sharing that gift. I mean, yeah. you know, and really I've learned, That's I've true. learned things today. You know, I've learned, yeah. you know, when you, uh, things that I take for granted from yeah. a comedian that you just, you yeah. just spew that out. You don't work hard at that. You know what I mean? I've learned yeah. a lot today, but I think that you're something extra is that you're sharing that gift with the world now and you're teaching who, uh, you know, you're teaching comedy, which is breeding confidence and, and using it as a tool too. Totally. To so, build. Yeah. 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 Pretty amazing. We think the year something extra is something spectacular, and we're so blessed to have you, not only in our Down syndrome community, but here in the show, here in the world. Just spreading love, brother. You're spreading the love.
We're so happy to have you. All right, now we're going to get some love. I know, we got to get Because he's not going to be happy if we don't get him on yet. Yes. So let's bring him in, Caleb, if you can. Am I hanging out for this? Or yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you should. Oh, awesome. Yeah. If, if you got time, too. I know we're going a little long. Yeah, I, I have a top of the hour deal, but I'm good right now. Okay. Sounds great. I'm going to have Mary get your salad, Cheech, so you can have a chance to eat. Okay. All right, let's see how we do. Sorry, Caleb, we're really challenging you. It's okay. It's a fun one. Okay, good. <laughs> There All right, is. we should have Nick on. Woo! There he is. What's up, brother? What's up? What's going on? Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. How's it going, man? What's up, Marco? I'm good. Good. We got uh, we got you on, and we also got Rob on too. That's all you need. That's <laughs> all I need. Right here. <laughs> That's all you need. You got it, man. So, Nick, what's been going on, brother? We've been talking about the Improvineers. We've been talking to Rob about everything that's happening. Tell us about you. Know. you. Ah, let's see. Where could I start? Well, I've been busy oh. uh, teaching live classes as well in Akron nice. with Rob. Very awesome. And I've been... Um, Busy doing our Zoom classes online as well. Oh, nice. Very nice. Seems like you've been busy. Uh, real busy. And on top of that, you might as well take that Jesus play. You might, you might as well take that Jesus Playhouse off. Oh, Fargo. yeah. Oh, yeah. Because you, know, because you know why? Why? Because I've been working at Applebee's. As well, I'm a host, and like, and I'm a host, and I am a ambassador for Applebee's right here in Canton, Ohio. Hell Woo! yeah, man! You're gonna have to give me an Applebee's shirt then. I'm gonna have to switch it out. I'll still rock the red, but I just gotta change the logo now. You know I will. <laughs> hey, can you even believe that when Gigi and I came to Canton two weeks ago? You were in Cincinnati at the Gigi's. I go to Gigi's Canton for their big event. To go see Nick, guess yeah. who's not there? Guess who's at Gigi's Playhouse Cincinnati? Nick. Nick. How about at least that, brother? you got another Gigi's, right? Well, you know what? <laughs> I guess I will forgive it for that. And you've got to blame his employer. This is, you blame me. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know Stacy in Canton was not happy. Uh, I'm sorry, Stacy. Um, <laughs> but he had a job to do, a paying gig. He had a, a paying gig. gig. Paying gig. Yeah. Yes. Well, we yeah. missed you, Nick, but we will get you next time, brother. We will get you next time. Nick, I got to... Oh, sorry. Speaking of ladies night out, mark this date down right now, Nancy, okay. and the GG. <laughs> March 11th is our next ladies night out in the year of 2023. Same place, same time. Boom, brother. All right, you better be there this time. Oh, Tell that's too wild. Well, tell it to another Gigi's Playhouse who books on the same night. Right. <laughs> that uh, that right there is why Nick is also my national sales exec. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely Always should be. About um, and, yeah. Go ahead, Rob. Nick, I got a question for you, buddy. Um, What's up? So. How would you say uh, Rob and the Improvineers has impacted your life when you started up a couple of years ago? Man, 
four years. Four years um, ago. Under the four years, yeah. Four years ago, I finished this group. So, so, let me tell you one thing. I am so proud of everyone right now. It's not even funny. Because um, but when I say that, it makes my life easy. Because not only I'm teaching life faster, not only I'm teaching the online classes, when I see everyone doing their improv games, they they are gaining new skills and they are not only their Down syndrome, but guess what? What? Since since this is a little something next to a podcast, I can tell you one thing. What? In Chicago. What's that? We're not we're not changing for no one. That's right, baby. Boom. I love it. I, I can't drop my mic, but I would if I could. <laughs> we could rotate. It's on a, here I can. It's on a stand. That, that, can't drop said, that being said, if anybody wants us to change in any way and you'll hire us, we'll, we'll do exactly that. That's right. <laughs> we'll show, show you how it happens. Right. We do improvise. You know? we can improvise. Yes. Exactly. And leave it too long because she lived in Chicago. I heard. We were talking we're about that earlier. I know, Nick. Yeah. I remember us talking at the gala, or not gala, at conference, that uh, we're yeah, gonna, that you're yeah. gonna have to come up here, and me and you are gonna have to go to Second City sometime. Yes. See you, comedy Bob's show. Coming. That hey, would I'm, be cool. I'm all in. If you guys are in Chicago, I live right there. Zanies, we can go uh, to Second City. We can go to Laugh Factory. We can go to any of them. Yes. I'm all in. Let's make yes. it happen. You let I me know the date, and I'm there. So I don't know if you guys know about this, and I don't know how far it got. Um, and you, and I do want, I actually want you to edit this out, but, um, before the pandemic, we were going to, we, we were set, uh, a guy I waited tables with at rock bottom brewery became a fairly successful, um, filmmaker and producer in Hollywood. And now he produces like a lot of documentaries and things like that. And we were going to create a documentary about the improvineers. Uh, the world's first all down syndrome improv troupe. We were going to ha- rent this bus and wrap it, you know, with improv your method. Totally. And the goal was going to be to work with you all and, um, and then go, go from like, you know, here in Ohio to Detroit, Indiana, and oh, then finish awesome. around a bunch of the Chicago's and perform, do performances for the playhouses. And then, um, and then end up and then go to second city at some point and then awesome. hopefully get them some star power totally talk with us and meet with us and then we were going to end it we were working with best buddies um to end it at the big best buddies conference down in um uh at the u U of i uh indiana where they have like three or four thousand you know students right lining the streets with this oh my god that would have been so awesome we were we were there like we were we were starting to like put i had a whole treatment and pitch together and uh, and then I was going to be calling you guys and, and you, Nancy, and say, are you in? Let's Would you do like it. this? Yeah. How amazing. And I still want to do it. But totally. Just, That's when awesome. you brought up, you know, Second City and going to Second City and stuff. And I still think that would just be an incredible documentary. Um, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. it would be 
it would be incredible. I know. I mean, I would love to hear that, like the talks of that starting again. Because I mean, it sucks the pandemic well, had to screw it over. Well, it's all started. The world's opening back up. It's I know. Time. I know. Let's put a pin in. That's where we. Yes, it's. She she can't even hear the word mask when someone says something now. She's like, oh, she can't even hear the word COVID. Like every time, like on the, if it comes on and, she, and the news, she's like, I'm so over it. I go, well, Jade, we're all over it. We just got to wait for it to finish. You know what I mean? We got to wait for the world to get over it. So, right. so sorry about that. Yeah. I just wanted to say. No, that's awesome. We'll t- talk more on that and programming and everything else. Um, okay, go ahead, Gigi. What do you yeah. have? Tips? What do we have? Okay, so Gigi's got some tips for us to hear right now, and I would love to hear, you know, Nick and Rob kind of comment on them because the Once tips. Okay. Because the theme for today's episode is all about don't taking not taking yourself too seriously, and okay. I think Mr. Uh, Nick Doyle is pretty darn good at that. So, Jeej. Uh, but we got to start her whole tip. So. I know. All right. So now we have Nick and we have Rob. So, Jeej, do you what are you thinking about maybe giving some tips? Do you, do you say tips? I did say we tips. We did say tips. Knock them out, girl. What are we doing tips on today? Here, I hear that power voice. <laughs> here uh, here wow. are my tips for talking uh, talking yourself just seriously. Mm-hmm. Okay. Always be attached to the brighter, brighter side of life. Wait, do it again. Wait, what was that? Go slow. Always be attached oh. to the brighter side of life. I like that. Try to keep positive mindsets. Laugh as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to be yourself. Okay. Have confidence and don't be cocky. Oh. Oh, don't be cocky. I don't know anybody here that's <laughs> cocky, Nick. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I could tell you one thing, and, and I will comment on that. Uh, so, Gigi. I can tell you one thing. Okay. When you say confidence, we play a game called quick thinking. Mm-hmm. Quick thinking. And you know, and you know, and you know what that is? What? We make, we make up everything. That's all mm-hmm. our heads. I and love that. And there's no one answers on top of that. I Absolutely. love that. You know what it takes to just be able to throw that first thing in your mind out there? Confidence. Confidence. Absolutely. It's all there. Do you have one more? Two more. Oh, two more. Okay, two got more it. actually. All right. Always be smiling. Always be Always smiling. Always be smiling. I'll of course. take that. And finally, live every day like it's your last. Whoa. Live every day like oh, it's, it's your, your last. last. Boom. Absolutely. Wow. Drop the mic. Drop the mic. You can do that. Drop that mic. That's right, baby. That is, I love I love all of those. I mean, you can't go wrong uh, abiding by any of those, no. can you? Anything to add to those, Mr. Improvineer? You know, I think just find, I don't know which one is Mr. Improvineer. You are. I well, I meant you, but I heard Nick go, hmm, he'll be next. Yeah. Mr. Improvineer maker? <laughs> the, only the only thing I'd say about the positive piece is when you, you have to, there's a little bit more positivity. You have to find the positive, and especially when you're feeling down. Totally. You have to find the positive, and you have to – this is the big part because everybody can find the positive. Okay. But you have to let it in, and that's a hard Absolutely. part sometimes, especially totally. if you're feeling really dark about something or really down about something. Everybody will tell you – and this is a problem because some people will say, like, oh, be positive and stay positive, especially when really bad things happen. And they might – and they'll tell you this, like, 
sometimes they're like crying when they're telling you. Yeah. You know, they're right. Like, you're like, stay positive. Right. Then you go, die, love. I, you're crying. It didn't even happen to you. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, right. Oh, stay positive now. Yeah. yeah. The key is you got to let it in. Awesome. I and love that. We'll true. remember that and, one. Nick? And I can talk that. Oh, you talk. I, I can, I can talk that. <laughs> so based on, so based on what Bob just said right there. Yep. Um, so you always have to get dreams, right? Right. Well, guess what? If I have dreams and if the GD has dreams mm. as well, just follow your, just follow your dreams. And don't and write this down, GD. What? Do not give up on your dreams. Woo! Get back and get back up and dust yourself off and make people laugh. Woo! Absolutely. Yes. Couldn't agree more, Nick. Damn. That's a mic drop moment. <laughs> All right, that is a yeah. mic drop moment. All right, well, we have it. got to get wrapping up, but I want to ask Nick one more question. Well, hey, you know, you. this is called a little something extra. Your little something extra is like your superpower. It's what you have inside of you that drives you every single day and makes you who you are. What, what, is, what is your something extra? What is your something what extra? What is my something extra? My something extra is uh, public speaking. Oh, boom. I could not agree more. And what does that bring? <laughs> Changed perceptions. Yes. Inspiration. And, yes. Boom. And and guess what? And guess what else that means, you what, guys? What? what does that mean? What? Adaption to change. Yes. Absolutely. Totally, brother. You're leading the way, Nick. We're so proud of you. You have no idea. We are so beyond proud of you. You're a hell of a role model, brother. Oh yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And we you can't wait to through. see you in person soon, man. Thanks, buddy. So bummed yeah, I missed thanks. you at Canton, but I'll see you next yeah. time. We'll make I'll it happen for sure. We'll see you soon. I have yeah. a question for Nick. Oh, what's your question now? Yes. Hey, Nick, what is what is your tips are? What are your tips? My tips. Yeah, for, for being the awesome anyone? person that you are. Be yourself. Gotta have confidence. Gotta have. Um, gotta have some improv in your daily life. Woo! Gotta have some improv ah, in your daily yeah. life. Exactly. Okay. Don't you can't take yourself too seriously, right? You can't plan it. for everything. <laughs> you just gotta improv. It. That's right. Well, you guys were awesome. We can't thank you enough. You were both mm. amazing, and we're so blessed to have you in our Gigi's family and our Gianni family. Whoa, that is right <laughs> here today. Yes. And this is gonna wrap up. Another episode of A Little Something Extra. We had Rob Snow, Nick Doyle, and yep. we're so blessed to have you guys. <laughs> have a fantastic day and look these guys up. Book them. They are doing amazing things for this world. And Gianni's are out. Gianni's out. Everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A Little Something Extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. 
we're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org.